Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. Here I was, never in the TV industry, like I mean nothing. And here I was pitching, pitching to like a very reputable production company here in Australia. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, you are listening to Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary. Hi, Anna. Hello. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you very much. So we're doing this on a, what is it, Saturday today. I'm I'm in DIY hell, painting skirting boards. So this is actually a fantastic release for me to just sit down and do this for 10 minutes. Um, But so today's podcast, we have interviewed all the way from Australia, the awesome Katrina Cavalos, who... um, it's really interesting and what I really like about what she's going to talk about is that you are never too old to start your dream job and so she talks about being in her late 30s or mid 40s and just deciding actually this isn't for me I want to do something completely and utterly different and how she went about making it happen for her so hopefully this will be an inspiration for everyone who's sitting there um, you know maybe having to go to work tomorrow or sitting at work thinking I bloody hate this. I want to do something different, but I don't know where to start. Yeah, you're really not stuck. And what I love is the fact that she used social media um, to make that start working for her because we have never been more connected ever. So if you want to get to somebody, we're only like, it used to be like six degrees of separation to anyone, but I reckon it's less than that now. You can literally get hold of pretty much anyone if you put your mind to it. You just got to find out where they hang out online and not stalk them that sounds a bit bad but you know like make it happen that you actually get in front of them that they notice you or what you can do is just use social media to get some inspiration of things that do different people that do different things and make it work for them because if you're sitting there thinking i want to do something different but i've got no clue where to start or what to do just get out on social media and see what everyone else who's just like you are doing um and then just find the thing that really appeals yeah, to you and just make a start on it and if you don't like um, i think from you'll see you will hear from listening into this podcast that once you've made a decision like uh, many many times katrina thought that one thing that she wanted to happen got very close to making that thing happen and then i was actually that she wasn't aligned and that wasn't the thing that she wanted to do so switched again so um there's nothing wrong with reinventing yourself i guess at any age i think it's an age thing because i was like late 30s early 40s and I was like right I'm not happy in my marriage (laughs) I need to just change that so I did Um, I'm not really happy in my job and that took a lot longer um, thinking about oh god what am I going to do what is it I don't like and you know I even considered going to just give up marketing altogether and go and be a dog walker because I just like I I like walking and I just got fed up in the like the nine to five um, and in the same office with the same four walls, even though during lockdown I've been stuck in this one. Because I'd always been in corporate, I wasn't in that networking world around all the inspirational people who do like all manner of different businesses and jobs and everything. I was just in that like blinkered, okay, you have someone in accounts and someone in HR and someone in marketing and, and, and that hierarchy. And yeah, like you say, same old conversations. So I didn't get that inspiration. Yeah, you think maybe I can move into a different sector of the same business that you're in maybe, but then you look at over at accounts and you think, sod that. Or like, <laughs> more bored than me. <laughs> <laughs> sod that, sod HR, sod, you know, all the different ones. You think, actually, I'll stay where I am in sales. That was <laughs> rather than having to, to go to any of those other departments. But yeah, when, once you're out, and, you, and I think this is sometimes why, people that run businesses don't very often let their staff go to networking meetings on their bit they let some some of the sales people get to but often they don't let them out and about very much and I think ah because actually 
they might bump into somebody that says, "Why?" You think it's a massive why are you stuck there? Yeah, I do. I think they think <laughs> because that. it's it's better for them, isn't it? If you're just sat at your desk and rather than getting out there and meeting new people and hearing new ideas, because you can keep them where you need them to be and grateful that they've got this job and on this treadmill. And, and that's the thing as well. That's why they want us to watch the news and then stay even more so than ever. Stay in. Do you know? Do the things that everybody else is doing, so then you don't open your eyes and go, "Wow, there's a whole world out there." Well, not any longer. This podcast is for all of you sitting there thinking, "I can't do that," or "I don't know what I want to do," or "I know I don't want to do this, but I don't know what to do." So this is for all of you to, you know, realise that you can do anything. So let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review, and subscribe. So my background actually is social media. Was I stumbled into social media back in two thousand and nine, ten? I got into internet marketing very, very quickly. Um, then got onto Twitter, which was very, very new in 2009, built up a very huge following and within a very short period of time. And I had an American company, um, publishing company contact me and say, we want to be, want you to be a contributor in one of our books. And I was wow. like, I was a social media expert. And I'm like, I'm not a social media expert. I've only just, you know, I've only just gone onto Twitter for three months. Was flown to New York, book signing. And that really got me interested in, oh, my God, I love this. And uh, then started taking on social media clients. I loved it. But after a while, it became quite monotonous. Mm-hmm. And I wanted more. So I spoke to a friend of mine who actually met on Twitter and I said, look, I'm just not happy. I mean, the money's coming in, the client's coming in, but I'm not happy. And he said, just take three months off and just find yourself. And I'm like, okay. So I did. And they were the hardest three months because I did no work, zero work, and just focused on what is it that makes me happy. And one day I just sat in my office and I looked at my vision board that I had done years ago. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't updated my vision board. So I thought it was three months. It was actually towards the end of the three months. So I sat down, you know, doing a vision board. It's so much fun. So I had all my magazines everywhere and I was just posting, you know, sticking uh, photos on this vision board. Finally finished, you know, it took me a few days, looked at it and I went, oh, my gosh, like everything, I'd say 98% was media. TV, media, red carpet, and I had done zero work in TV at this point. Like, I mean, zero. No acting experience, nothing, nothing. And I was 38 at this point, which is quite late for someone to step into TV, different if you're already in TV, but getting into TV for the first time. And I assume you didn't have any contacts there already. Zero, like nothing. Yeah. The social media that I was doing was more for business owners, uh, teaching them how to stand out. Anyway, so I sat there and I thought, I, I've got two options. Either I just let it go, let this idea go completely because I'm too old, as they say, or B, I can use my social media expertise to crack into an industry that I know nothing of. Worst case scenario, I'll have a whole heap of fun trying to do that. Yeah. So I obviously chose the latter and uh, got into TV quite easy. Like I decided on the Wednesday, by Friday I had an agent. I don't watch TV. So the only TV, I don't know if you guys have it in the UK, is Home and Away. Yes, it was big. I knew no other program other than Home and Away. So I thought, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing on TV. So 
I might as well become an actress on Home and Away. So what I did, I reverse engineered. So I knew my outcome. I then thought, okay, if I'm going to get this, I'm going to make sure that I use all my knowledge of social media to connect with the right people. So I researched producers, directors, like everybody, like all the decision makers behind the scenes, and I write them all down. And because I was so good at Twitter, like I knew Twitter so well. And and even now, there are people don't realize the power of Twitter. Like, and I put everyone in lists where people don't know much about lists. So put everyone in lists, and I took me uh, six weeks to uh, connect really well to the producer's assistant because what I found back then was was. Facebook was usually um, someone else minding, like looking after their pages. Yeah. Instagram yeah. wasn't really a thing back then. So Twitter it was mainly them. I kind of developed a tactic to sort of, you know, make sure I connected with them directly, built a relationship. Six weeks, I was pretty good friends with the producer's assistant. Within three months, this script writer had, um, we were friends with her. And the director actually followed me back. So I had everyone follow me back within three months. Mind you, zero acting experience, zero. At the end of the three months, the producer's assistant said to me, um, have you ever thought of being an actress? Hmm. Because all this time I was purely building relationships, never mentioned anything to do with me being on TV, right? And I'm like, well, funny enough, yes, <laughs> because we had we had built such a good bond that I, it was just like a friend of mine by that stage, but I still didn't want to be the person to bring it up, you know? Yeah. So, so it's that attraction I, marketing piece, isn't it? You know, I think that's why people go so wrong is they go steaming in. Yes. I want to do this, pick me, pick me. And it's like, no, because yes. you're just going to, you know, people are going to run for the hills. hundred percent. So, and I was so excited because, you know, I was completely new and she said, okay, let's book lunch with the script writer myself and yourself and I'm like perfect went to channel seven sat down had a lovely lunch had a chat, like, great chat and she said well you know we'll add you like a small piece they took me downstairs in this warehouse this is how green I was to the whole industry you watch tv and I mean maybe I was completely naive I don't know but you see all these houses and I honestly thought it was filmed on location but they took me downstairs into this massive warehouse and they had petitioned this warehouse into everything that's shown in the show except for the beach. And she said, oh, yeah. everything is filmed in here except for the beach scenes. And with me, I need outdoors. Like I, I cannot be in a place. It was a dark, dark, dark place. And they were, at that point we went in and they were practising. No one was smiling. The feeling, I'm very um, intuitive, and so feeling for me is huge and energy. So the energy didn't feel right. I just didn't like it at all. And it, yeah. I was so upset because, you know, I was building up to this moment. But I was so disappointed. And I said to her, I'm sorry, I can't. And so that was three months of work yeah. that felt yeah. like for me was not down the drain, but it was like, okay, so what do I do now? But it's shown you the power of what you can achieve and the power of social media and that, you know, if you set that laser target on what you want, you can get there. And quickly, like for me. Yeah. But take action as well, though. You didn't just do a visual yeah. board and then like 
sit back and just you, you know wait you, you know you used what the tools and the, the skills that, that yes. you've got you already had and applied that which is huge exactly and and so from there I did a couple of acting classes and I knew straight away I did not want to be an actress which was again disappointing it's like what do I do okay mm. I I've got this vision board that's media red carpet what do I do long story short I don't know how it happened. I don't remember exactly, but I had attended a couple of the actor awards ceremonies and a friend of mine messaged me and she's like, you know what? They're looking for someone to host the red carpet here at the awards. And I don't watch TV. So I was like, oh my gosh, I was, I was, I wanted to, but I didn't want to. So I knew I didn't want to be an actress. And so I didn't know what to do. I went, did it, attended a masterclass with an amazing producer who used to work for Disney, Bobby, and he was talking about ways to crack into the industry, which wasn't really relevant to me, but what did come out was I came up with a TV concept, a TV, reality TV show, pitched it to a, one of the producing companies here. Uh, they loved it, went to sign me up in the following year, and I almost died. On my deathbed... I had a couple of huge things that I wanted to achieve. What happened? So I had Crohn's disease. Okay. I was diagnosed at the age of 16. And, again, like I, I was sort of mindful of time, but three years prior I take, had um, went to a, a doctor who gave me medication. The, those meds were actually too toxic for my body, so they corroded my intestine, and which left me almost well, – pretty much dead. I was on in, in, in intensive care for three, four days, not knowing whether I was going to live or die. I needed ur, um, urgent bowel surgery, emergency bowel surgery, but I was too weak. I had lost 15 kilos by this. It's a whole long story, yeah. but I had lost 15 kilos, didn't know whether I was going to live the next day. You've got three kids, haven't you? How old were they at, at that time? So my youngest was in kindergarten. So, yeah, very young. Very. So I was 40. Uh, I was 40 and I'm 47 now, so seven years ago. Yeah, so mm. it was a very difficult time for everybody. See, I like to see what's the positive that's come out of it. Do you know what I mean? I always try to yeah. see the positive. My, my, my husband wanted to kill the doctor and I said that solves nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. temporary fix. How do, we, how do we move forward? And so while I was on my deathbed, the first thing that came up other than, you know, my husband and my kids, what have you, was, believe it or not, a talk show. So here I am dying on my deathbed going, I can't die now. I've got this talk show to do. And mind you, the last time I thought about doing a talk show was when I was a child. The reality show that I had just pitched to one of the production companies, he didn't even come to mind, which was weird. I'm thinking, yeah. I almost signed a huge deal with a production company here in Australia for a new reality TV show, yet that didn't come to mind. And I said, okay, God, please give me the gift of life and I will do everything in my power to pursue this talk show. Obviously, I'm alive, so I did everything I could after healing. The whole process was very long, very hard. Um, was given, had major bowel surgery, was given an ileostomy bag, mindset that completely shifted my mindset completely so I went from this confident really really super confident person to zero confidence at all and I mean zero confidence so I had to learn mindset stuff 
that will help build my confidence again if I wanted to, to, to do a talk show or anything for that matter. Took me a good two, three years. And that's when my friend said, so I had surgery 2015. 2017 was when my friend said about the red carpet. But the weird thing is, even though 2015 almost died and it felt like my life was over, um, I had so I, I had an ileostomy bag given in 2015. Thankfully, it was reversed the mm -hmm. following year, and it took me about a year mm -hmm. to recover physically because I had a lot of open wounds and then the mental part. So by 2017, I was almost there. I can't say I was 100%. I was almost. So when my friend said about this red carpet, I didn't want to do it to be completely honest because. I don't watch TV, so I don't know who all these famous actresses and actors are. For me, I thrive on authenticity, right? So I don't want to be sitting there on the red carpet going, hi, who are you? Or the most famous person could just walk past you and you've not interviewed them because you think they're like a production assistant. That was exactly the same position I was in. And my good friend, Delek, she's like, if you do not do this, I will hit you. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I said, you know what? Okay, even if I totally embarrass myself, in my mind I thought maybe this, because in with me, I manifest the most amazing things really quickly, right? And I was just wondering, why did the universe bring this to me? So maybe there's a connection somewhere. So I thought, okay, let's just go with the flow. <laughs> and it was amazing. So the whole experience was incredible. I winged it. I don't know how I did it, but yeah. I completely winged it. No one had a clue. Um, and thankfully, what was great was the uh, there's a few like members of the public that were behind me and they were helping me so the whole experience was amazing that's good and <laughs> yes and so they since then they've been asking me every year to host the red carpet um which was great so why did you have to do um, that so it's like um uh, the tv awards so, thing and then you've just yeah, exactly. so, so yeah so basically the nominees and all the stars walk the red carpet and i basically interview them you know asking all the questions that people want to ask some random ones whatever it is but just again like a friend because and the good thing was because i didn't know them well i knew the big ones like nicole kidman and things like that but the mm. the ones that were on tv like a regular show i didn't know which was great i think for me because um i was able to talk to them like a friend just going yeah. like you talk about anyone not like a real sort of yeah, and look, I'm not one to get. I'm not one exactly. I'm not one to get star starstruck, but I thought the last thing that I wanted was to sit there and go, "Oh my god, this is blah blah blah." You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was great. But then in 2018, I um, had a misdiagnosed hernia, which kind of put me back in hospital, back under emergency surgery, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a joke," you know? Um, which then led me on the path of. This is like identical to, to you know to 2015, pretty much. Like the surgery felt the same. What's going on? So that made me delve into because before then it was business first. Health was kind of last. You know, after that in 2018, I said um, something has to shift here. So I started learning about nutrition, health. So. Work-wise was great because I was having a lot of TV work that was really amazing. Then COVID hit, right? Yeah. 
COVID, good old COVID, and everything went quiet, but more so the TV industry. The TV industry pretty much shut down. Again, it put me in a position where I was questioned, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I good at? You know, what do I love? And then I thought, you know what? I really love, I'm really good at manifesting, really, really good at manifesting. I love mindset stuff. Um, I love building relationships. That comes super easy for me. I love social media. And I thought, okay, last year I did a lot of work in health and started learning about theatre healing. And theatre healing, I'm not quite sure if you know much about. Yeah, we do have it here, yeah. It's not that it's not massively well known though. Yeah, I had um, beta healing. Um, I just bumped into this woman at this rotary thing, and she was saying she'd been really ill, and no doctors could work out what was wrong with her, and she'd been through all these different. She was basically desperate. She would have done anything because there was no one could work out what on earth had happened. Um, yeah. And then she and she's like the least spiritually kind of yeah. zen person you could ever meet. She's really, she actually just used to be a cat like she was a counselor, but because yeah. she was so desperate, she's like, I'll try anything, tried this, loved yeah. it, and then yeah. she retrained. So I went to her, and it was really good. So yeah, I, you know, but yeah, it's not yeah. that well known here. No, so I was last year. I worked with a coach, a business, a life coach, and uh, and a business coach, and again, working out, you know, what's what am I supposed to be doing? And after a few months of, you know, trying this, trying that, she said, I think you should try theatre healing. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> you know, I've never heard of it. And I I went online and I just did a lot of reading and I just fell in love just, just reading all about it. And I'm like, I have to do this. So I did, I, I learned all about it. And I, I did a few months, like really, really diving in. It was very intense. What is it though? If you have any limiting beliefs, it's basically a way to, eliminate any limiting beliefs but how it actually works is for example um if i can't move forward for some reason you sit down with a, a person um the the consultant and they ask you how, how does it make you feel and then you know you run through the emotions because everything then you cry is- even though i'm someone that never yeah. cries ever like, <laughs> what are you doing to me you know like yeah. happening yeah what's supposed to happen is everything is suppression of emotions everything so every everything that you're finding difficult everything that is stopping you in life is something that happened usually from zero to seven can happen later but usually happens between zero and seven that's uh conditioned in your brain in your subconscious that prevents you so i'll give you an example um you know if i say i'm fearful of recording on camera how does it make you feel? I feel like an imposter. I feel like this. I feel like that. And then you go through all these. And so, okay, imposter, what's the worst thing about feeling like an imposter, right? And then then you, you list all, you go right, right down until you come down to like what we believe is the bottom belief. And then you ask the client, okay, when was the first time you felt that emotion or that thing? And it's usually... It usually isn't when they're very, very young. It can also be whilst in the womb, past life. Well, so past lives, because they, they, she said to me, yeah. "Oh, I." Uh, and honestly, the type of person that I am, like my oh, proper, I can my it. normal oh. brain is like shut up, yeah. but she, she did say to me, like, "Oh, in a past life, I can I can visualize a little girl you're running into the sea because you've got yeah. these, you know, these these guys on horses are chasing you, and you're surrounded, and you're running into the sea, and like." 
my obviously my like normal logical brain is going yeah whatever but then I'm like yeah. oh, you know make kind of makes sense yes that was me exactly as soon as, as soon as I went in and they're talking about you know, going back and then it could be in your past life and then, you know, breaking any vows, oaths and contracts. I was looking at them like, are you serious? Like, are you having me on now, <laughs> you know? But then the more I learned about it, the more I realised, you know what, this is legitimate. This is this is full on. And and then, like you said, the crying. So it's, it's suppressed emotions. We have, you know, and especially me that I'm a go-getter, you know, and I'm like, I push through everything. So, and Crohn's disease, weirdly enough, it's, emotions it's it's bowel right so it's all held emotions in your bowel so it, it kind of makes sense and it took like I did months and months and months of just going through and just not just through the training but having healing and, and going through all that so I, I got all my certification for theater healing so I'm a certified practitioner now then did Reiki and as well as Reiki I did a lot of other energy modalities all for me really because i thought you know what i kind of lost hope with the medical system after i almost died because i cannot trust them to make decisions for my body right yeah. so i have to start learning how to do that myself and i think that's where the medical industry fails and so you know again it kind of put me on that journey so 2020 was basically finding myself really delving into what I love so I did you know theater healing Reiki which I started doing on me and I decided you know what the body can heal itself I've just spent the last year learning exactly how and um it's amazing like the body is really incredible like I'm not kidding you the 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 um, the course that I did for theatre healing, the booklet that we had was the ones that get given to medical students. Like it was full on and listening to it was amazing. So, yes, yeah, so I now come like full circle. Now I'm going, okay, well, and then Clubhouse came in January of this year and it reminded me exactly of Twitter because it's purely building relationships. But everyone that's on there constantly is being on there strategically everyone is like no one's going to spend time 24 hours a day or 10 hours a day whatever it may be because they they've got nothing better to do they're not they're obviously well, wanting. i think to some are but those people are just sat at the bottom in the audience just like and I, for those Correct. people i feel like saying stop but the people who are on stages and the people who are moderating there's a purpose there's a there's a reason for it yes. and but again the beauty that i'm finding with clubhouse is relationship building so it just reminds me so much of twitter it's pure authenticity but the beauty the other thing that i absolutely love is it's different from every other social platform so facebook you're posting photos you're writing you're not really getting to know a person deeply right it's really easy to be superficial and fake isn't it very and everything is perception right yeah but that's the thing isn't it we never know when we look at someone what's going on in their life because it's all perception based on what we see we're seeing everyone's showreel doesn't matter yeah. what platform we're on we're seeing everyone's showreel so i think what what the great thing about clubhouse is it reminds me of The Voice, you know, the, the show, The Voice, how yeah, you, the singing can't, show. can't see them, you can only hear them. So you have to build your perception 
based on what you hear. What I think is going to be funny, though, is, you know, when we actually meet these people in real life, you know, you're making connections on Clubhouse and whatever else. And like, obviously, everybody just knows me. I've just got like a like a red dress on with a cup of tea, like kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but and then you you just know that like tiny little picture of them. Don't yeah. you? I just imagine a spe- like when we meet people in real life, we're just like, oh, OK, like their yeah. mannerisms, how they behave, how they look is going to be so yeah. actually different. Well, everybody's going to be fatter than their pictures as well after lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity. It uh, doesn't matter who you are. You all start at zero. If it's a new platform, you all start at zero. So everyone is on there. And, and you've seen it. You're, we're connecting with people, even if, like, your entrepreneurs like Grant Cardone's and things like that who have millions on followers on, you know, Instagram and everywhere else, yet he's trying to build up his following as well. So he's a normal yeah. human trying to build up his following. So the accessibility to people on Clubhouse is so easy compared to Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. So, yeah, so I found myself looking at um, directions and so I guess I'm heading towards the manifesting mindset uh, realm yeah. and yeah. adding theatre healing. So it's exciting, exciting days. Yeah. And it is so it's funny, you- isn't it, how you can be so, like, you know, part- like confident and things up until and and I think obviously it's what happened to you as well but it's also it can be an age thing as well for people it's like they get like they're super confident in their 20s 30s you know and then you maybe then you have kids and then things change and careers and then all of a sudden you're in your 40s and it's like you know you do I think a lot of people do go through that kind of wobble if you like of like oh am I you know still relevant can I you know I think for me like I'm 47 um, but me was very different. So the older I was getting, the more confident I was becoming, the younger I was looking, which was very yeah. strange, right? <laughs> That's good. But yeah. in, seriously. So that wasn't, that didn't affect me. That What happened in 2015 was like a wake-up call. I'm not kidding because I, fe- I felt invincible. I truly did because a few months, two months before that, here I was, never in the TV industry. Like, I mean nothing and here I was pitching, pitching to the head of a production company. I'm not going to say the name. Um, pitching to a head who don't who they do expect it, but anyway, um, pitching to like a very reputable production company here in Australia, and they're like, "We love the idea." And I had only been in the industry for like a year, not even, and I knew nothing about the industry. So I'm thinking, "Holy crap! Like, wow!" So was that the game show? It was a reality TV show for actors, actually. So okay, and, and is that being yeah. so, so like like X Factor, but for actors? It's it's parked at the moment because what okay. happened was, um, yeah. So by the time I um, you know recovered and what have you, they cut funding, so they couldn't take my show on, which was fine because it was really bizarre. By that point where I had recovered. It wasn't something I wanted to pursue anyway. So yeah. I've got the I've got the logo. I've got everything trademarked. And look, it, you know, it may come come a time where I want to sort of revive it. Katrina, you've obviously spent a lot of time looking at, um, you know, having hard times and then working on like your physical health, your mental health, and all of that. Um, which I think is a struggle lots of people have, particularly um, people that we work with, our ideal clients, who are generally um, female, kind of middle-aged, maybe thinking that they're too old to start their dream job, which is what you thought, or they've missed the boat on social media, or they can't get out there and get visible. So what would be your top tips for people to make sure that they're at their kind of physical peak, mental peak, and can really go for it? So Clubhouse, for me, because I thought, look, it's a new platform, 
So everyone is kind of starting at the same point. Look, the people have been on for a few months. They've got a bit of a head start, I call it. But it's it's still not too late to jump on. And it doesn't matter your age because you're not, and I'm, and I'm going to use Clubhouse because you're not seeing the person, you're getting to know the person's soul. So Clubhouse is definitely the way to go. Do not think you're too old for anything because when you use your social media expertise uh, or if you use social media in general, I say the first thing is building relationships. I don't care what platform you're on. I say yeah. Clubhouse now because it's the newest one. It's, it's easier to build. And TikTok, actually. Let me just make sure I throw that in. I'm not on TikTok, but I have a few friends I have to get on. And the only reason I'm on is just being so busy. But all my friends who are on TikTok have grown huge followings in a very, very short period of time. Mm -hmm. So TikTok and Clubhouse. My top tips will say, I gave out your top tips. Find, make sure you know your end result, where, what you want to achieve. So what's your goal? Like, what is it that you want to achieve? So... Whatever is your goal, you have to know that first and then reverse engineer and go, okay, and there's another hack. Because um, some people like me didn't know who the producers, directors or God knows whatever. So, and, and, and I use TV, but this is anything really. So yeah. if you want to work at um, a certain place, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is amazing. You just punch in yeah. whatever the name is and it, it gives the list of people that work there or any association to that brand or person or whatever it is. And then you just look through and you go through like go through one by one and see who are the decision makers or someone close to. So for me, the producer's assistant wasn't a decision maker, but she was close enough. She was close yeah. enough to that person. So I saw it as if I build a, a proper good relationship with her, she is really close with the producer. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So she could put a good word in. So they're the things you've got to think of. Who is it that I need to connect with? Well, look where they are. Are they on Clubhouse? Are they on Twitter? Like find them on social. Find them. Yeah. And then... Well, uh, like you say, where they're present as well because those producers are present on exactly. Twitter. Don't get hoodwinked into thinking that when you're messaging someone on Instagram, for example, that you're actually talking to that person because exactly. not always are you doing so. I mean, a lot of the times you are, but more often than not. It's like yes. JT Fox, actually. We had him on the um, on the mm -hmm. podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. And in fact, obviously, I messaged him because from Clubhouse, then I went into his DMs and Instagram. It was, it was actually him. It was, it was actually like him. And it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, actually, that sounds great. And then, you know straight into emailing his assistant to book yeah. it in and things but yeah so but there's a lot of the times there's things that look like somebody's you you, you message like you say facebook if you message someone on facebook it's not them i mean we we're even at a stage now where we're probably not going to be looking at our messengers yeah. anymore because it's too manic we're probably going to get somebody else to be doing it so that's a, a you know these bigger bigger names are, are not going yeah. to be looking at things and, and you mentioned media for twitter don't always think that it's media people. It's it's a lot of people who aren't on Instagram are on Twitter, you know. Mm. So, yeah, I'd say don't look at age. Age is nothing. I don't, I've never looked at age, ever, ever, ever. And, you know, being an audience of women, um, we tend to just work it out anyway. Like I just know that. We just, like, manage it all. But I say become more productive. Like I think for me not knowing exactly what I wanted I feel like I was doing everything because I was trying to figure it out. But the more specific you are, I think the easier it is. And mm. the one thing that I like now do is everything that comes your way, ask yourself, is this, is by me doing this going to bring me closer to my goal? 
sometimes it's really hard to take a step back and look at the big picture, isn't it? Because you're just so focused in there. But, you know, I think for me, uh, having either an accountability partner or a coach. Yeah. Oh, God, a coach. We've got two. <laughs> and if you really want to get to that next level or just make life easier for yourself, you've got to have one. We've got you. each other and then we've got the coaches. And then, yeah. and then obviously then we are coaches as well. And we, you know, we try to, you know, people, we've yep. switched up something in our program as well. Now we have like an accelerator yep. part of it. And with that is really a lot of accountability piece in it. It's, it's like, you know, to try and get yep. people like, hang on a minute. You said on Monday, so you said you were going to do X, Y, Z. It's Wednesday now. Where are you at? It's Friday. Did you do it? Why not? You know, and it's that kind of, because otherwise weeks turn into months that turn yep. into years and then you, do, you know you've not hit the goals that you wanted you mm-hmm. set for yourself so if somebody's there sort of and you know help cheering you more, along yeah and you'll do more for others than yeah. you do for yourself so if Always, you're an 100%. and even myself like i just literally paid for one year coaching yesterday i'm looking at taking it to the next level and what, what how does the saying say you can't expect to get different results by doing the same thing oh yeah, yeah. Right? So here's me going, okay, well, I know I want to be doing this, but I need to find someone who's already done that. Yes, exactly. Done that and help me produce like monthly passive income because for me that's freedom, more time with my family. That's the end result. I don't think we can balance everything to be perfect. I think at the end of the day for us to feel content. Yeah, definitely. Two questions we always ask every guest because the first one is we are the Get Savvy Club. So what makes you savvy? And you can take that any way you want to. Um, Okay. I like thinking outside the box. I don't like doing what everyone's doing. So I'm Mm. always thinking of, okay, how can I be different? What can I do that stands out? Not in an ego way, egotistical way at all. It's how can I be different? Because don't forget, you're competing against so much noise, right? Mm-hmm. And I have, even my kids, I teach them, do not blend in. You stand yeah. out. You're born to shine. You're born to stand out. And, again, not in an ego way. We were, we all got amazing gifts, but how many of us are blending in with a crowd because we don't want to shine, we don't want to stand out? And Savvy, I just don't give up. Yeah, like I, I don't believe in failure. I don't believe in failure. The only failure, the only time you fail is if you stop. Exactly. Yeah, you're either learning or winning. And the other question we always ask is for you to recommend a book. So it could be business, marketing, um, you know, personal development. A book for our listeners because we always give it away. We give one book away every, every um, episode. Atomic Habits. Oh. oh yeah, I love it. Anita always oh. talks about that one, don't you? Oh my James goodness, James Clear because. Again, being a mum and being a female, we juggle a thousand things, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure we all do. And I think actually I was recommended. And so I I listened to, you know, audio and it was so good that I actually bought the physical book too because it helped, you know, um, with my habits. I realised how many bad habits I had Mm. Um, in terms more more with time management. Yeah. That was huge. Um, Atomic Habits after listening to it and also going, you know, through the book has helped me manage my time better and create better habits, which also give me more time, but actually make me feel more organised, believe it or not. Thank you very much. So how do our um, listeners find you then? What's the best way for them? Obviously Clubhouse. (laughs) What's the best way for them to... um, 
get in, in touch with you. I'm on all social platforms as Katrina Cavalos, K-A-V-V for Victor, A-L-O-S, and it's Katrina, K-A-T-R-I-N-A. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review, and subscribe. So that was amazing. Thank you so much, Katrina, for being on here with us. If you want to catch up with Katrina, uh, we'll put her notes below so you can go and check out the, the latest adventure that she's on and what pursuit she's doing. Um, as always, we give away a copy of the book that's recommended. If you would like to win it, all you need to do is screenshot this podcast or any of the podcasts that we've done and um, put it on your social media. Make sure you tag us in, write a review. If you do write a review, lots of you are writing reviews, which is fantastic, but then we don't know who you are because you might have like um, your, you know, when you set up your Apple account and you have your name, like mine's Gearbox. <laughs> My name's Anna Geary, so why wouldn't my name be Gearbox? But we can't trace all of those people because they have like these coded names. So if that if you are one of those people, you need to like screenshot it, put it on social media, and tag us with who you are, and then obviously we can find you and, and gift you the book that you deserve. So yeah, do that, and uh, one of you will win the book. But this is an exciting week because this is uh, the week that we are featured on Podbean. So more content than ever is out this week. So you'll notice like we do twice a week every week and then this week is just like content overload because we're featured in podbean it's women's day on monday the 8th of march as well international women's day so we are everywhere so enjoy so we've got loads of interviews with awesome women throughout the week and a few more cookies as well see you soon take care bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it join our facebook group just search get savvy club